Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Last week I shared on overcoming strongholds, and I'm going to continue this week on that theme. Because I, what I did not mention last week were the actual weapons that God gives us to overcome the strongholds in our mind. And Paul doesn't tell us what they are, which leads me to think he wants us to find it. He wants us to search for it. He wants us to discover what the weapons are that Jesus has given us to overcome the enemy. So if you weren't here last week, a lot were out just due to weather, uh, you can go on the podcast and uh, listen to the message, uh, and I hope that it'll encourage your heart. So we're continuing today in this theme of prayer, and it's critical to address anything that would bring a disconnection in, your, in a life of prayer. You know, when you hear your wife say to you, honey, I'm not really feeling connected to you right now. You know, men, when you hear that, let me just say this, it's not a good thing. And it's like the little light that comes on on your dashboard that says, check your engine, you know? It, you need to give attention to that. And you need to make sure that you, that you reestablish and foster your connection with your bride so things will go well for you. Yeah. So it is important that we understand that the enemy's strategy is to bring a disconnect between us and God. He wants to somehow shut down the communication, shut down the flow where you're not connecting with your father who has all the resources and all you need and is able to come to your aid at any moment and any time. And so therefore, we have got to keep this connection strong with the Lord. And we foster that through time in the word, every day, reading the word, meditating on his word, chewing on his word, letting it speak to our lives. How do we apply his word? Begin to enter into a time of prayer where you're interceding before God, before those you love. You're beginning to apply those things that God has given us that enable us to be overcomers. But you know, the scripture doesn't say that you are overcomers. It says you're more than conquerors. Being a more than a conqueror is one that has the mentality and the understanding that you've already won. You're not going in to try to fight the devil and all of a sudden get the victory and conquer him and slay him. You're going in as a more than a conqueror. And so with that, when you have the mentality that I'm gonna win, that I've already won, that I'm just going on just to, to, to clean up the mess, you have this victorious mindset that enables you to walk in a level of faith that engages in life where you're not always feeling defeated. You are realizing that I am the head, not the tail. I'm not gonna allow the devil to make me wag around all the time. It's, a, it's an element of positioning yourself. It's called positional authority. You're coming under his authority that you might be in authority because the devil understands authority. 
Just like our, our, our military today, they understand, they understand their commanders. They understand that they're operating under authority with orders that have been given from above. The devil understands authority. There was one time in which these individuals tried to cast out a demon on this individual. And all of a sudden, he jumps them, he beats them all up, and he strips them. It wasn't a good day for them. It wasn't a good day. And then all of a sudden, you know, they were saying, you know, we were, we were in an effort trying to do this and, and, and in the name of Jesus, and we were doing all that we knew to do, but, you know, and the devil spoke to them and says, you know, Peter I know and Paul I know, but I don't know you. You know what he was saying? You're not in authority. You're not under authority and you don't know what you're doing. So it's imperative that we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that we come under his authority, we get his instructions, and when you're under authority, then you can walk in authority that you have in God's word. So in this, we're gonna look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse three. So let's turn there. For although we live in the natural realm, We don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized. I love how this is said. Our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. I love the descriptions there. I love how Paul is is bringing the imagery here to help us understand the weapons that we have. Last week I shared that the battle that we all face is is between your two ears. It is in your mind. And in that, it's not a natural battle that we're fighting. It is a spiritual battle that is encompassing spiritual weapons that God has given us to effectively destroy the enemy every single time. These weapons work every time. They're effective. They hit the mark and they bring about the victory that you want in your life. So what is this stronghold in your mind? The original meaning in Aramaic is, Paul used the stronghold is a rebellious castle. I want you to think of that that it's like a castle inside your mind that has rebellious thoughts against the authority of who God is. They're lodged within your mind that, that have this arrogant attitude that they know what's right and not God. And in this rebellious category, castle, these, these rebellious thoughts are grouped in two manners. And the first one is a category of deceptive fantasies. And those are more personal in nature. 
And that might be fear of man. That might be fear of the unknown. That might be a people-pleasing individual. That might be somebody that's struggling with resentment and bitterness. It might be a stronghold of anxiety and worry. These are camped out in one's mind that have the, power, have the ability to even take hold of the seat of your emotion. That's why strongholds are so important to look at and to deal with. There's a lot of things that I think we struggle with in life in which we, we actually, we tolerate. We pacify. We think, well, you know, this is just the way I am. It's generational, you know? Whatever it might be, we give credence to it and we don't aggressively go after it, allowing the weapons that God has given us to tear them down. And going after these things is vital because a stronghold can actually take hold of the seat of your emotion. It has the ability to pull the strings on your emotional life. It has the ability to begin to uh, cause you to do things that you don't wanna do. It has the ability to be the little rudder in your life that kind of directs you in a way that you don't wanna go. So the first thing is, this first category are fantasies. The second category that Paul is talking about is arrogant arguments against God. Arguments that basically are declaring that there is no God. And those might be things such as atheism, hedonism, materialism, and there's a whole lot of isms. And the list goes on. Of all of these areas in which can can have an argument that there is no God. And I said last week, having a stronghold in your mind is like having a wolf in the hen house. You've got to be aggressive and go after it. You can't just allow the stronghold to grip you anymore and to motivate you and do the very things that you become so tired of. You know, every day we're in a spiritual battle. Has anybody, do y'all realize that? And I actually, you know, I, my preference would be I wouldn't have to fight every day. Do y'all agree? But the reality is, is that we are in a spiritual battle on this earth. And as a good soldier, we are to engage with a military mindset every single day. We cannot let our guard down and give in to our flesh so that we might overcome the enemy. You know, if we try to go against the enemy in our own strength, it's only a matter of time until we lose. It is only a matter of time that he can undermine us. He's an ancient foe that's been around for thousands of years. There's an old English proverb that says, age and treachery will always defeat youth and zeal. He knows you well. He's calculating. He's patient. He's waiting. He knows you probably better than you know yourself at times. You know, but in this, we've got to go after the areas in which, which is kind of like having a thorn in your flesh. You know, when I was young, 
uh, for years, I listened to the lie of the enemy, even in childhood, that I was stupid and that I did not measure up. And I, I can remember hiding in my closet when I was uh, in elementary school and then going into junior high. I would hide in the closet because I was hoping that my parents wouldn't see, see me and then I would miss the school bus and then I'd get to stay home. Because when I got to school, I was ridiculed. I was beat up. I was, I remember them kicking me down a hill. You know, there's just the torment that you go through when, when you're in a season when the enemy is just bringing in all of these lies that says who you are. So in that, I had to go to special classes, which really was a, was a bummer. Because, you know, all my peers, you know, are in the normal classes, and I'm having to go to these special classes. So, so in that, it was something that wrapped me in a cocoon. But the enemy kept reinforcing the lies in my mind, and he built a stronghold in my mind, which affected my emotional well-being. I was always down. I was always discouraged. And in that... There finally came a time in my life, and I'll never forget it, it was my junior year in college. Now, entering into my sophomore year in college, I had a really good GPA, it was 2.3. I mean, I was just there, I was just at that point in which, you know, where they say, we no longer want you to be part of our college, but I, I hung in there 2.3, I remember that. And then all of a sudden, I had an encounter with the Lord in which his love invaded my life, the truth of his word spoke to my heart, and I realized that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I realized the understanding that I have the mind of Christ. I've been given this glorious mind, the one who created the world into existence, the one who spoke and everything was. This brilliant mind that created the universe was in me. And all of a sudden I realized, I'm one smart cookie. I realized I'm not dumb. I've been created by him. I've been giving all that I need to live a life of godliness in him. And I began to refute these lies and this stronghold in my mind and it came tumbling down like, what's that little guy that's sitting up on the fence, the little egg man? Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty came down. And I, I was so set free in my mind, I was so excited to know I wasn't stupid. You don't know the freedom that we have in Christ until you've, you've come out of the bondage and all of a sudden you realize, I'm free. I'm free from anxiety. I am not gonna be tormented by this anymore. This is a hold in my mind and I'm not gonna stand for it anymore. So it's time to appropriate the weapons that he's given us to demolish, crush, tear down, all those words, I love them. They just get it out of your mind that you might be free. Depression can be a stronghold. And you know what? The weapons that we've been given by God, 
There are many. We don't have just, we're not a one-trick pony. We got one bullet in our gun like Barney Fife. It is, we got a multitude of weapons, and with these weapons, we've got to understand, you know, our U.S. military has been given the most incredible weapons on this earth, but they know how to use them, and they know where to point them. You know, you just don't, you just don't get your, your, your bazooka and just shoot it up in the sky when the enemy's coming at you straight ahead. You aim at your enemy. The point is, is that our weapons that God has given us, you need to aim them at the stronghold in your mind. You've got to deal with it in such a manner in which it is a bombardment where these These shells are coming in from heaven and they're dealing with these strongholds in your mind and it's dismantling, it's breaking down brick by brick, mortar, it's it's tearing down the doors, It's, it's bringing this castle down in your mind as you release the weapons directed straight at it. Strongholds in your mind are formed first by a lie. It starts with a lie. And it's destroyed by the truth of God's word. When the lie comes in, it is just how the enemy attacked Jesus in the wilderness. He would would give him a lie and then Jesus would say, did God really say that? And that he would bring in the truth of what God said in that situation and he would disarm that lie that it would have no hold on his life. The truth of God's word sets us free. And to whom the son is set free is free indeed. The other aspect of the truth of God's word is that it brings healing to your emotional makeup. You know, the one thing that... that that happened to me through the season of struggling with this stronghold of of believing a lie that I wasn't smart, it so affected my emotions. It so affected my heart. I can remember when I was receiving the truth of who I was, I would just cry. I would just, I would emotionally, I would just, I would cry for days because my heart was so hurt by all that was going on. And I was being liberated. And so the truth not only sets our minds free, it heals our emotions. And so in that, you're moving in a level of authority that brings you to a place where you have understanding that you have divine power to destroy strongholds. So Deuteronomy, I want to read this to you. Deuteronomy 12, verse 2. Turn there with me. In this chapter, we will see how God tells Israel to deal with anything that would lead his people astray. And, it, and I know it's going to sound a little violent, but you know what? Anything that is to come in between us and the Lord and lead us astray from the truth, God gets violent over. Because it is is a big issue and matter to God so that 
anything that has the ability to cause you to turn your gaze away from the one that you love and look at another lover, God isn't too happy about that. So let's look here. Verse two out of Deuteronomy 12. You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall dispossess serve their gods. So basically all the people are coming into the promised land. And as, as the people are coming in and as they're taking over the land, they're dealing with all of the, uh, uh, the different nations that are within the land, the Lord is giving them real clear instructions on how to deal with the enemies that are in the land. He says here, you shall dispossess their gods on the high mountains, on the hills, under every green tree. You shall tear down their altars and smash their sacred pillars and burn their ashram with fire. And you shall cut down the engraved images of their gods and obliterate their name from that place. God is really serious. He's very intent on looking at anything that has the potential to lead you astray from the truth. It's his heart that wants you to find the freedom that you have in him. So God wants you to violently deal with these areas that a lot of times we just pacify. Any stronghold that is formed in your mind is a faulty pattern of thinking that defies God's authority. It's a continual pattern in which your mind, it kind of like you get on a rut and you, 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 next thing you know, you've thought about this thing for hours and you just keep repeating it over and over in your mind. This repetitive negative thinking is what he wants to deal with. So he doesn't want you just to tolerate it anymore but he wants you to deal with it once and for all. But what we need to understand is that what the Lord is sharing here is all motivated out of his great love for us. It's motivated out of compassion for you. It's motivated out of the, of the understanding that he has good things in store for you in your life. So he's not, he's not mad, he's not upset. He's just violently against those things that would lead you astray. That's just it. He's saying, I love you enough, I'm not gonna let you go there. I'm not gonna let you continue to go around that mountain and, and have these thoughts in your mind. So in that, I had a friend uh, the other day I was talking to, and this individual uh, is a very, very anointed man of God. And he was under, he was under the care, he was under uh, the covering of a pastor that he saw as a father. A lot of things were happening in the church. The church was blowing and going. It was increasing. A lot of people were coming. And the pastor all of a sudden wanted somebody else to lead under him. He no longer wanted this individual 
pastoring in his church. And it was so difficult, so painful, because he said, you know, I've never felt betrayal like this before. Someone that I loved, someone that I call a father, someone that I, I, I looked up to, somebody that's cared for me, somebody that's believed in me, somebody that's given me an opportunity to serve in the ministry as a pastor. And he ended up being dismissed, let go of his job, his whole family. He's got four or five kids, and it, it just so devastated him. So, you know, after this season, he's trying to find out, Lord, where are you right now in all this? And he's beginning to believe a lie that God is not good. And God will not be there for him. And so in an effort to try to find business for himself, he begins to venture into a business realm and and joins with some other partners. And they believe in him, they support him, and they want to encourage him, and they want to give him an opportunity to be a success in life. And all of a sudden, his natural father gets involved in this business deal. Long story short, an opportunity that would have provided him money for the rest of his life, his father cut him out and his father stepped in and took all the money. And he was left devastated. He said, Sam, if God is my father, I do not want him because the understanding of a father is one that will betray me and will hurt me and will let me down. And I began to speak to his heart the truth of what God's word says about him. And I said to him, I said, if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to you today because I want you to know that your father is good. God had nothing to do with all that took place in the betrayal from that pastor and from your own earthly father. I want you to know that this is something that God was not a part of and wants to give you a hope and a future in him. And I began to speak over his spirit man who he was in God. And in that, he began to rise up and and come to his senses. But what the enemy was doing, he was establishing a stronghold in his mind that God is not there for me, God will betray me. I can't trust God. If he's a father, then he's one that is not to be trusted. All of this was coming through lies and developing a stronghold in his mind. And in that, declaring over him the truth of God's word, his, his, he, he said, you know what? I am so glad you called me. Because I texted him and I said, call me right now. Right now, call me. And he called me. And I said, I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you as a a father would a son. And I want to declare to you what God's word says about you. And his heart was being encouraged and lifted up in that moment. You know, there there are many weapons in the scripture that are given to us to destroy the strongholds in our mind. And you know, 
I, I'm kind of struggling because it, it's a long list. You know, and I, I realize you're probably not gonna remember a list of 12 things by the end of this message. But I'm gonna try to just flow through these and just talk about them, and then I wanna end with a prayer that I believe the Lord gave me, crafted, uh, to, he gave to me uh, as one that can model how we should pray through strongholds, how we should get free from those things that abound us all our lives. But the first thing that I wanna uh, talk about is that when you're entering into the realm where you want to deal with a stronghold and you wanna see it torn down in your life, the first thing you do is give praise to God. Because praise is a weapon. And you begin to exalt the Lord with all of your heart. You begin to praise him for who he is. Declare his name. He is Jehovah Shammah, the ever-present one. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You begin to exalt and declare the goodness of his name. You begin to lift him up on high, and this was the secret that David discovered, that praise defeats the enemy. Praise was kept consistent for 33 years in Israel. And that, that sound that came forth from Israel was a death nail to the enemy. As that sound just kept going on for 33 years, 24-7, all day long, it was something in which released God's power throughout all of Israel to where it says at the end of David's life that peace was on all his borders. He entered into a place of rest because of the praise that, that David offered up sacrificially. The second thing that is imperative is that you receive the Father's love. Love is a weapon. Love is the greatest force on this earth. The love of the Father can break through and can remove all falsehood and all forms of, of hardness and, and any uh, amount of pain in your own life. But there's nothing that is better than to receive the Father's love when you felt separated and disconnected due to what you've been struggling with. You know, you wonder, does God still love me? When you're, when you're battling and struggling with all that you're going through, it is, it is receiving the Father's love into your heart. The scripture says that the love of the Father has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You're to receive this unconditional love into your heart and to allow it to speak to you for who you are. You're a son, you're a daughter. Begin to receive this love as, as his gift to you that is unconditional and is not determined by your behavior because remember, while you were yet a sinner, he died for you. So this love envelops you, it transforms you, and it declares to you who you are. This, the next thing that I wanna encourage you to do is put on the whole armor of God. Put on the armor in Ephesians 6, verse 11 through 18. Every single day, put on the armor of God. I'm gonna read that more fully in the prayer. But that is imperative as one of God's weapons. The next thing which is so important is this, is to identify the lie that is in your mind. Identify the lie that has built the stronghold, repent of it, and come out of agreement with it. Expose the lie for what it is with the truth of God's word. 
And in that, as, as, you, um, as you repent, you receive cleansing in your body because a lie, a stronghold, brings defilement in one's life. It can do damage on the inside. Be cleansed in the blood of the lamb and allow your spirit man to come alive in the truth. The next thing is this. It's imperative that you come out of agreement with it. You know the reason that a stronghold stays in your mind is it because really you're in agreement with it. You believe it. You believe the lie and therefore it is, it is setting up shop in your mind. You come out of agreement. You're no longer my friend. You're saying, I, I, I don't want you anymore. I'm not gonna entertain you anymore. I'm not even gonna think about you anymore. Come out of agreement with it and replace it with the truth of God's word. Allow the truth to come in and speak to you of who you are. Next, you are to declare the word over the stronghold. This is probably one of my most favorite parts is because the word is, is, is endless in what it declares of who you are. So when you have a lie that has built the stronghold, you find all the scriptures that speak the truth of what it says about you and not that lie. And you begin to speak and declare that word over your life. You're going after that stronghold and it's like releasing artillery and you're bombarding that castle of rebellion within your mind. You're releasing the word down upon that. It's like you're raining down heaven. I mean, it is, it is a moment in which that castle cannot stand against the word of the Lord. So you're releasing all of God's word against the castle to see it come tumbling down. Just like that fat egg. So the words that you need in the scripture are directly related to the lie that is in your mind. So be, become a, a Berean and begin to get in the word and write out the words that speak to this area. The next thing that you do is release the blood of the lamb at the castle in your mind. You by faith release the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ over that area in your life. The blood of the lamb, I mean, just think about it. This castle doesn't stand a chance. You got all this praise coming. You're coming out of agreement with the lie. You're putting on the armor of God. You're releasing the word of, of God. That in itself is a big deal. Now you're releasing the victorious blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, upon the stronghold. And you're allowing it to just dismantle and destroy it completely. We overcome the enemy by what? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You begin to declare what the blood is doing for you. You begin to declare it over that area. The next thing is this. It gets even better. The scripture says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The disciples were continually filled with joy and in the Holy Spirit. The dunamis power of the Holy Spirit is unlimited. And what you're doing is that you're asking the Holy Spirit, go ahead and have fun against that castle now. Be released to tear it down. 
the blood to Christ, we're free. The word says the truth. Now, Holy Spirit, go and have fun and just, just clean it up. Just knock down the foundation. You're releasing the spirit of the living God against that. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord that that thing comes tumbling down. So not only is the Holy Spirit doing damage on this stronghold, you choose in your mind to walk a life of forgiveness. You choose to walk a life of no offense. You choose to not harbor any judgment in your heart towards anyone. But forgiveness sets you free. Forgiveness gives you liberty. A lot of times, unforgiveness puts us in the prison. You know, a lot of times we think, well, I'm not gonna forgive that person. You think, well, you know, that person deserves it. Really? Well, the Lord says, if you don't forgive those that hurt you, I won't forgive you. So walk in an attitude of forgiveness. So I wanna read to you a prayer. Can you all just read this prayer with me? It's a little bit lengthy, but I want you to track with me because I believe it'll minister to your heart. Do we have that by any chance? Okay, wonderful. You don't have to read it out loud. I'm just gonna read it now, but you can just follow along with me. Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus, whose shed blood is all sufficient and able to free me from the powers and strongholds that have enslaved me. I praise you that your love has won the victory over death, hell, and the grave. Through the finished work of the cross, we have been forgiven of all sin and given a new life in Christ. I praise you that the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me, that you have given me all authority over the evil one and have given me spiritual weapons that are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle all strongholds. I receive the love of the Father into my heart. I declare this day that nothing can separate me from his love. I am his beloved son, daughter, in whom he is well pleased. I have been adopted into the family of God and his love displaces an orphan mentality. I declare my father is always good. I put on the complete armor of God provided for us so that I'm able to be protected as I fight against the evil one's schemes. As your soldier, I put on the belt of truth that strengthens me, and I stand in truth and triumphant. I put on the righteousness of Christ as protective armor that covers my heart. I stand on my feet alert that I may be able to share the blessings of peace to all those around me. In this battle, I take up the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery arrows that come to me. I put on like a helmet the full power of salvation's deliverance to protect my thoughts from lies. And I take my right hand with the mighty razor sharp sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I pray passionately in the spirit for every believer that they might be blessed and enter in his favor. By faith, I cover myself, my family, my possessions, and the church in the blood of the Lamb. I declare that I overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I choose this day to submit my life to God and to declare your lordship over my life. I resist 
the devil's schemes with your word and declare he must flee. I choose to position myself under the shelter of the Most High and declare that my trust and confidence is in you alone. The victory is not won by might nor by power, but by your spirit alone. You will send your angels with special orders this day to protect me wherever I go, defending me from all harm. And because of your love for me, you will answer my prayer every time. When I search for you with all my heart, I will find you and feel your loving presence even in times of pressure and trouble. You are my glorious hero. Today, I bring before you the stronghold of, put your stronghold there, in my life. I ask that you forgive me for believing the lies of the enemy and allowing him to establish a stronghold in my mind. I resist this faulty pattern of thought that defies God's authority in my life. I come out of agreement with this lie and declare your truth has set me free from this stronghold. For I have been given the mind of Christ. By faith, I release the blood of the lamb against the stronghold of. I testify the blood of Jesus has defeated it. I take this stronghold of thought like a prisoner of war and I insist that it bow in obedience to the Holy One. I bind it from my mind and I render it powerless. I declare that it has lost its power over my life and emotions and will no longer govern my life. God's word declares that he resists the prideful but gives grace to the humble. I choose to humble myself at this moment and receive his abundant grace. I loosen the power of the Holy Spirit to demolish this stronghold. I declare the anointing of the Spirit breaks this yoke in my life. I declare this day to walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit and to obey the truth of God's word. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory over this stronghold. Amen. Amen. After that, it's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to come down. It cannot resist all those weapons that were coming at it. I love it. I love that we win every time. We are the head and not the tail. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In Deuteronomy 12, 7, after God tells them to destroy everything that would come in between them and cause them to go astray, he says this in Deuteronomy 12, 7, and there shall you eat before the Lord your God and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. After and only after you take steps of obedience to tear down this darkness, this stronghold, that you will discover what your soul truly desires. And that is eating in peace. There's no more contention. There's no more wrestling. There's peace at your table. There's peace to eat and realize that the battle inside is over with. The second thing is this, rejoicing in your households. There's a song of praise that is in your house. There's a celebration. 
There's good things. There's happiness. There's joy. There's peace. And thirdly, the blessings will overtake you. The blessings of God will be upon you in your life. You know, we see in Deuteronomy that God told his people to take drastic measures to burn down, tear down, rip down, kill with the sword, destroy the enemy. And where the enemy is taking ground in your life, he's created a stronghold. We cannot hesitate. We cannot give any more time to this area in our life, but we have to deal with it fiercely. We have to deal with it aggressively with what God has given us. I am so grateful to the Lord that we are free. Because when you're free in your mind, you're free in Christ, and your emotions are liberated to come alive and to be who you are in Christ Jesus. So I declare to you today that you're more than a conqueror. You're not here just to conquer. You are going with a mindset that I am gonna win every time with the weapons that God has given me in his word. I am so grateful to the Lord. I believe the Lord wants to set people free here in this house. Once the anointing is released upon your mind, you will find the freedom that you've been longing for for a long time. So let's stand. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.